0: Welcome back to another Lakutemaran shear. This is the second shear in Torah Reshpei Bays, lesson 282, also known as Azamra, as maybe we'll get to that today, and more famously known as well as Nikudas Tovos. I wanted to recap a little bit what we were discussing last week and then pick up today. We'll read a bunch today. And, of course, we will have the Parsha connection, and we will also have a Purim connection, being that Purim is in the air. So, I want to just recap a little bit. Last week, we spoke about judging people favorably. Uh, We spoke about finding the well-being and good in others, finding a person's Nekud and this can't be overstated because every person has a unique Nekud Every person has a good point. We're just starting. Every person has a point of resilience. And that point of resilience, that nikudatova, never leaves us. As I was speaking to someone the other day, and I said to him, that's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> Referring to his nikudatova, his good point <laughs> that he has. I know, it's not very funny. Uh, last week we were saying that even a Russia... Even a russia, a horrible person, a person who's a russia, has a deeper nature. And there's something about just knowing that there's good inside that person that has the ability to draw them out of their shell. Knowing that, yeah, he's a russia, yeah, he does bad, but it's impossible that he never did a good mitzvah, a good deed. He helped his, an old lady across the street, right? He helped his mother. There's impossible that he never did a good thing in his entire life. And in that thing, there is one Point. There is one pure, pristine nikuda, one dot in iota A modicum—is that a word? There's modicum. There's a modicon. modicum, a modicum, right? <laughs> there is a point of resilience, an in inner, deeper nature to that Russia that is totally, totally pure. It's totally, totally good, and. When you see the essential good in someone, when you begin to see a person's inner resilience, when you begin to see the person's good point, so that's able to draw them out of themselves. And you could just see when you come after someone with an ayin tova, so, you know, you're quiet-minded, you're more patient, you know, you approach that person with a good attitude, right? And you're you're able to be more present-minded with that person, thank you. You're able to be more present-minded with that person. And Rabbi Nachman is going to show us this week, we started on other people, this week we're gonna, he's going to flip the lens inwards, and he's going to talk more specifically <coughs> about how all of us, each and every single one of us, have an Akut tova, have a deeper nature, not only certainly if a russia has a deeper nature a russia has a point of resilience certainly we do as well and he's going to learn we're going to learn about how we need to judge ourselves favorably and he's going to show us more specifically how to go ahead and judge how we're supposed to look at our mitzvahs and how we're supposed to judge ourselves favorably now it's worth mentioning over here that before we learn this, it's going to seem very, very mechanical, almost like a three-step process, almost like a behavioral process. Do this, do that, and the other. But we're going to, you're going to see what it is. But even before we get to that, even just knowing that that's possible, even just knowing that we have an akutatova, Tova, just the fact that you know you have an akutatova, Tova, you have a good point, there's something about that that's helpful. And I think the deeper meaning over here not to take away from its simplicity, is essentially uh, how do you view yourself? Do you view yourself as essentially whole or do you view yourself as essentially broken? Right? A person who views themselves as essentially broken, uh, it becomes impossible almost to lift yourself up out of your dysfunction, out of your addictions, out of your trauma, out of your struggles, and often you'll find yourself struggling with anxiety, depression, and embattled relationships. But when a person has that switch, that shift of consciousness, that mindset, as seeing themselves as innately healthy, inborn health, seeing their nekut as their true selves, their deeper nature or essence, so that ability, just knowing that you're whole, despite your dysfunction, despite your shortcomings, despite your bad, knowing that you're whole, Uh, Even though you might not connect always to that fact, just knowing that it's there, that deeper knowledge is enough to pull you out of your uh, discomfort or embattled, entangled relationships. Because now, through finding your nekutas tovas, you start to see yourself as essentially whole and not essentially flawed. So we're going to explore this more, we're going to see this more, and we're going to jump right in. We're up to where it says over here uh, in your copies, if you want to find, we're going to do a, a bunch of reading tonight, uh, that a person, find the place that a person also needs to find the good, the inherent good that lies within themselves. Now, this is going to sound circular, what he says, but he's he could really say this in one sentence, but you're going to see he talks about it in circles. talks about it this way, he talks about it that way, he turns it this way, he turns it that way, he talks about it in circles because if he were just to say it in one sentence, you might miss how important it is, what he's saying. So he's going to speak it roundabout. So this way, this way you don't miss it. You don't... See? Here, I'll find it for you. Okay, Rish Babies over here. For those of you on the audio recording, I'm just finding the place for someone. Just someone. Hold on. I'll go find him. He's going to. Yeah. Just looking for it. Okay. oh no. Okay, I find it. Okay, so now let's let's jump right in and we're gonna see how amazing how amazing this is. And we'll speak about some of its more implications. I just introduced some, but we'll speak more about its implications. Okay. So too a person needs to find good within themselves because this is known a person needs to always be careful to be constantly happy and distance themselves from sadness a lot a lot like we've explained many many times so already you see he's going to say it's a mitzvah he's saying it's a mitzvah to judge yourself favorably now this is very different than the way people are used to thinking because we're taught the tougher we are on ourselves, right? The you got to man up. You got to be tough on yourself, right? We have this inner critic that's driving and pushing us. But he's saying no. Not only do you have to find judge other people, you have to judge yourself favorably. With meaning, it's a mitzvah to go soft on yourself. Self esteem. Your Self esteem. It's a mitzvah to go easy on yourself. I have an old chavrusa. His name is Yoli Klein. uh Rabbi Yoli lives in Archesar, and he used to say. That peop- that it says Hashem judges people kechut Sarah, a hair's breadth. so people think if I judge myself very strictly I must be a tzaddik. <laughs> you know, <laughs> means people think the harder they are in themselves the more righteous they are, but actually Rabbi Nachman's teaching quite the opposite that the more a person judges themselves favorably, so that brings out their sitkis. He also it's worth mentioning that he said that's fake because Hashem judges the tzaddikim. Not, not the sadiqim judging themselves, right? right? So, either way, I think it's a good word. Okay. Now, even when a person you're going to start to look at yourself, you're going to say, "I have no good in me at all." And I am full of sins. And the yetsahara wants to take you down through depression and sadness. Nevertheless, it's aser. It's forbidden to fall from this. Rather, you need to search and find in yourself a little bit of good. Because how's it possible in your life you never did a mitzvah or a good thing? But okay, so just to recap over here. He's saying, you have to find the good in yourself. I ah, you're going to look at yourself and you're going to see you're full of Averis and you're sinning. Right? I, ah, what good did I really do? Right? He's going to say you have to search even deeper than that to find the good point. Right? You have bad. We all have bad. But we also have good. Right? So, the Avkishamachil but Oso Hadavar. So, and now, and even when a person, they're going to start to look at the Davar their good point, But once you start looking at that good thing, you're going to say, well, that was also done for alternative reasons and filled with soot. You're going to see that the mitzvah, or the holy thing that you were zochit to do, you're going to say that was also full of holes and foreign thoughts and uh, impure. But even so, even though it might have been filled with alternative motives and you didn't have kavanah or whatever it might be, it's impossible that even within that mitzvah, there's still a good thing. However it is, Nevertheless, there's still going to be a good point in that thing that you were Zoha to do. Just explain over here, right? So what's going to be, you're going to start looking at, you're going to say, okay, I need to find my good. So let's look at a mitzvah. I wear a yarmulke. I wear a kippah. Yeah, but I only do it because I'm not embarrassed to do it. Because I'm embarrassed not to wear one. Right? Or it's not even an sayon for me to take it off. So boom, you just found a hole in your mitzvah. Right? You just took your mitzvah, you threw it in the trash. Right? You found a hole in it. Or what about tefillin? I put tefillin on today. Right? So filling you say yeah but I do it every day or I didn't have kavana or who knows the last time I got them checked oh but I was talking you know what it says about someone who talks and the filling right so you're going to find the things in life the mitzvahs which are supposed to make you happy and connected to Hashem and you're going to see that they're no good they, you're, they're full of alternative reasons I do it because I only go to chakras because my wife is looking at me and my kids think that I we, you're going to see it's full of confusion and alternative mitzvahs but even so you have to search even deeper within that mitzvah to a good point in order to find the good within so for example you're going to say well it's filling I put filling on right so you're going to say oh well I, uh, big deal right I put on filling every day right big deal so you say or I didn't have any kavana." So you found a hole in it. Now you have to search even deeper. You have to say, well, someone as low as me is Zocha to wear the Kisr and Malka. Isn't that amazing? Right? Or you're going to say, I put the filling on even though I have no desire to put them on. Isn't that amazing? I keep kosher. Oh, I keep, when's the last time you ate non kosher? So I keep kosher, right? And you're going to say, a oh, big deal. Everyone keeps kosher. It's not even a challenge here. You go to Central Avenue, as has five kosher pizza stores, right? So you're going to say, it's not, not a big deal. Say, I do it, and it came such a thing that's not even a big deal for me. Isn't that amazing? Right? Or, I never thought of not eating kosher. Wow, that's an incredible thing. So you have to search even deeper within your mitzvahs to find that nakuda tova after we pass it up. And there's, again, there are millions of examples of this, right? You work to earn a living. Yeah, big deal, right? You feel like a shmata. No, you're, you're, you're working to have... Holy money and honest living, and be Machaim so many lachas, right? Or paying tuition. Oh, yeah, but whatever it is. Yeah, but you're sending your kids, right? So, everything in life you can look at and you scale it back and you find a Nakuta Tova even within that mitzvah that you've done. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know this was last week, but what is the accomplishment of So, he's going to say now that finding your Nakuta Tova is able to make you happy. Is able, make you, uh, is able to make you happy and certainly, obviously, connected to Hashem. Obviously, they go together, because he's going to say, though he doesn't say this here, Rav Nussin explains that the ultimate Nechudah is the, the uh, Kedushas Yahadus, that we were chosen to be Jews, right? He says, a, uh, it, it, because it's the, it's the purest thing, right? Of all the mitzvahs, we have choices, I'm going to do them, I'm not going to do them. So, if I'm choosing to do something... It, it's often not going to be so. The most the shame shemaim and they have alternative reasons. I help the old lady across the street. Why? For sheduchum that the person will see me to get right. People get crazy, and even if you're not crazy, but it's do find alternative motives. But the only mitzvah that we have that we didn't choose to do, which was chosen for us, is very is shelo sanigay, right? That we the kedushas ayados that Hashem chose us to be a yid. And it's not something that we chose ourselves. As I once heard this explained by a Rav in California, his name is just slipping my Rav Tauber, he said that a, uh, if you go fruit shopping and you pick out fruits in the supermarket, so you pick the best fruits, right? So Hashem chose us as the best fruits, so to speak, right? And it's not something that we chose ourselves, and that's our gedusha sayyadus, that a person's able to always fall back on because it's totally pure, because we weren't involved with it, right? Oh, let's go back through that, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Talking from a psychological perspective, that's what it's talking about,
0: psychology? Well, so in the beginning. So in the beginning, in the beginning of the intro that we were talking about, right, we were saying that a person, a, uh, that it's certainly spiritual, it's not just psychological, it's, it's definitely spiritual. But when a person starts to see themselves as essentially whole, that they have a good point with them, a point of resilience, a deeper nature, Or deeper essence, even if they're not always connecting with that deeper nature, but just seeing yourself as essentially whole versus essentially flawed is all the biggest difference in a person's life. And certainly, you know, if you think you're just physical, it's hard to see yourself as essentially whole. But when you bring in spirituality and levels of consciousness that we're being fueled up by the, you know, as we me and Tanya were talking before in Torah Aleph, we learned about the Sechubul Hodaber that you're being fueled up by a force and that our well-being, our resilience is is a gift from Hashem. It's it's spiritual in nature, right? It's like all the mystics say, or I was going to talk about it, you know, you have to look within, right? Is within a physical place? What is the point within? It's obviously spiritual, right? So, like, when a person starts looking within to themselves and finding their good points, so it's not just psychological in terms of robotic, you know, but there's obviously a spiritual dimension that certainly goes without saying, right? And that goes back to this idea that we were started with that do, yourself, do you see yourself as essentially whole or essentially flawed, right? A person who sees themselves as essentially whole, but their dysfunction takes place on that backdrop Uh, the addiction, uh, pornography, gambling, uh, anxiety, depression, right? A person who starts to see their inner resilience or their deeper nature, they're able to pull themselves out of it because they know deep down that they're really essentially whole. But when you think you're... They know deep down they have a akut right? But when you start seeing yourself as flawed, right? That we're essentially broken, right? Inherently not good so that's when all these things become really really hard to pull yourself out of and a lot of the work is a person seeing that that it's actually true that we all have a point of resilience that we all have a nekut but we all have a spiritual gift of well-being that is given to us by hashem so so just to yeah yeah
1: He's trying to get you to a certain point to be a certain way. So he's basically laying, it seems like he's laying the he's laying the foundation. that in order for a person to be able to reach a certain level, you have to first feel good about yourself. You have to first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to first for sure. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's the psychological part. It's not really.
0: Well, uh, well so. We, we, this.
1: He's basically saying that that's, that's where he's pulling you to.
0: Like the, the, well, that is chassidus, that is panemius. Because, why is the panemius? Because in superficial glance, I was going to talk about this in the end, how it connects with Purim, but at superficial glance, the guy looks like a russia. At superficial glance, you're sinning, right? That's in chitzonius. But in panemius, in panemius, when you look with the nekud etovah eyes, when you, look with, uh, when you look with rose-colored glasses, when you look through God consciousness, through God mind, when you look with the eyes of Sadiq, if you see that Russia, he has a point of tzidkas in him. I'm messing up. I'm full of chattayim, right? But doesn't mean I don't have good, right? You are. You're not, you shouldn't correct, correct. So you see, it's, it's, it's not just about feeling good, right? That it's, it's a, uh, well, certainly that's true. And Rabbi Nachman spoke about this in many, many places as he says, you have to be basimcha, you have to be happy, right? And certainly if you're depressed, you're not going to perform mitzvahs. Right? So, obviously, it's 100% chasidist. It's, it's Torahs of Panemius Mamash. Right? Panemius means inside. He's taking you inside to focus on what you have already. Not to look outside yourself to say, Oh, I have to, go, I have to get here. I have to attain that. Go. I have to do this. Right? We spend, people spend their lives, we all do, looking for emotional contentment, happiness, and well-being. But the joke is it's in the last place that you look. It's within. Like the famous mushal of a... Uh, we all know this story, it's actually, Rabbi Nachman said this story, but I actually saw it in a kid's book, one of my kids, that there's a guy named Yitzchak, and Yitzchak was a poor man, and he had a dream, and he dreamt that there's a treasure chest under a bridge, very far away, you guys all know this, right? There was a, you know this, right? There was a, he dreamt that there was a bridge very far away, and there's a treasure chest under that bridge. So he was a poor man, he sold all his possessions, he traveled very, very far to this bridge, and lo and behold, he got to the bridge, and there was, I, uh, it was outside, the bridge was the bridge that connected to the king's palace, and there were guards patrolling it 24 hours a day. And he's standing there, and he's looking at it, and he's saying, how am I going to dig up the treasure chest in the bridge? There's no way you're going to let me, right? And the guards finally say over to him and say, what are you doing here, Yid? You know? He says, well, to tell you the truth, you know, I uh, had a dream that there's a treasure chest under here, you know? And the guard says, don't believe every dream, don't believe every dream you had, a... Uh, I keep having a dream that there's a man named Yitzchak from some poor town. He names Yitzchak town. And his street number is this, who under his oven, under his stove, he has a treasure chest, right? And he names Yitzchak's name. And Yitzchak's like he runs home and he digs up the treasure chest that he had, right? So the, the nimshul, the deeper meaning is, is that we all have a treasure chest of well-being within, right? You don't have to search outside yourself Right. So, but it's—I it, always say it's like it's almost a cosmic joke, right? Our happiness is the last place you look, right inside, right. So, Rabbi Nachman's pointing us back to our true selves, to our, our our deeper nature, our true identity, to find the good that lies within ourselves, and he's showing us very specifically how to do it, right? So instead of Going here and going there and this and that and you know all these crazy things everyone's searching for happiness Everyone's searching for a deeper sense of emotional contentment and satisfaction in life. It's right here You're walking with it. You're the treasure, right? You don't have to travel to some bridge to find it The city of happiness lies in the state of mind. That's beautiful. I'm gonna use that. I like that. Okay, a little right there. Yeah, uh, let's find the place over here. Okay. That a person needs to search, find, and sift to find a little bit of good. In order to bring yourself alive and make yourself happy, as we're saying. And through searching for your little bit of good, your deeper nature that you have, through this you bring yourself from the guilty side to the meritorious side, like on a scale. The yal lashu now you could come to Chuva, but like it said in the pasuk, but owed my in Russia, ven Poantaama comeave In that little this is the pasuk that we had last week, right In owed my anfa in Russia in that little bit of good, he's not a Russia, viponanta komave nenu. Right, and when you contemplate on that original place that they were, that original Madrigi, you'll see they're not there. Why? Because they did tshuva. (laughs) Just like we need to judge other people favorably. (laughs) Even the Rishayim and find with them good points uh, and through this you're really taking them out from the guilty side and drawing them out to the meritorious side like this pasuk that we keep bringing so too a person needs to find good in themselves you need to judge ourselves favorably and find that little bit of good, yeah, we have problems, but we also have good. To strengthen yourself that you shouldn't completely fall. The opposite is true. You'll make yourself alive. With vitality, the yismach es nafshu hatov shemotze ba'atzma, and you'll make yourself happy from the little bit of good that you're finding. The haynu masha zach la'asos miyam of ezer mitzvah ezer daver tov. This that you're zocher to do a good thing or a daver tov u'kumo kein Once you find one, you have to find another one b'matzo ba'atzma tov. Right, you have to take your mitzvah out of the garbage. Polish it up and start making yourself happy with it. The, and do that one after another. The Afgam you're gonna see that too was filled with alternative uh, motives. Imkoze, nevertheless, Yotzi Misham Gamkein There's still a pristine. Point of pureness and goodness that's still inside. Go search and find more And through this, you come to make music—real Jewish music. Now he's going to explain how this all connects to music, finding your good points. Okay? Like we explained in another place, it's like playing music. Playing an instrument? Right? Because music is separating the sad notes from the happy notes. Right? That when a musician plays, they're clarifying the low notes from the high notes. They're having their musical composition and creating music right? by clarifying the notes. So too, when we sift and find the good in ourselves, we're clarifying our high notes from our low notes. We're, clying, we're clarifying our good points uh, from our bad points, and that's the music of our lives. Right, the music of our lives is clarifying all the good we have amongst our hardships, amongst our Uridas, Right, and that is creating music. As we know, the uh, what's the malach of sifting is marakid, right on Shabbos. Marakid, you're sifting. Marakid means to dance. Rikudin, right. That when we're dance, when we're marakid, when we sift. Right, so when we sift through ourselves, sifting is finding, taking the good from the bad, the ocho right? And when we dance, we're sifting our higher selves from our lower selves, right? So through that, that's all Jewish music. That's nekutis t'ovus, Incredible, right? cloud, you know, there's different types of bands that there's like Pink Floyd brings you all the way down and like leaves you down. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even mention them. The guy's such a real such a racist. <laughs> He's BDS, he's such a racist, you know. But Grateful Dead, it picks you up. No, joke, right? And they, uh, but you listen to real, true negune de Kedusha, right, like an old Labavitch negin, you know, or Karbach negin, you know. Old Chabad negin brings you all the way down and it lifts you up, you know. Good Karbach negin, you know, it lifts you, it brings you to a different place. It doesn't leave, leave you in yagum banacha like Dark Side does. It brings you to, <laughs> it brings you to a much, it brings you to a much higher, higher place. V'aklam. Kinegin de kedusha hu gavol maod maod ki yedua. Jewish music is very very high. The Veikar niganasa al yidei beiru or hatov minara. And the main point of the nigan is from this clarification of the good from the bad. She al yidei shemevarin umelakten ha kudos tovus mitochara. That you're collecting the good points from the bad points. Al yidei zeh nasa neginum uzmirus ayin And through this you're making music and neginum. And this is, uh, actually there's something, I play a bunch of different instruments, and actually in musical composition, they have uh, a certain approach called tension and release. It's part of a theory that for every tension, there's a release. So you could play chords, certain chords, back to back. They match better with the, the, themselves when there's a certain tension, and there's a release right afterwards. So I always think that has to do with Nakuda's Tobas, that he's explaining that there's a tension, there's a, there's a bad point, right and you're clarifying that bad point precisely when they're juxtaposed next to each other that's really when you can see it's Yofi you could really see the beauty of a musical composition precisely in contrast right so when you person starts sifting through he's not saying pretend you don't have problems right he's saying amongst the issues that you're dealing with in life amongst your struggles find the good and the contrast will be that much greater right the tension and release the difference will be a uh, exorbitant it will be it will be an amazing thing okay but all you we uh we'll read a little bit more and we'll explain a little bit the alkane aludesha inu manikh la hapla asma khaya as asmo bashaqpismo washington umotsu ba asmo isinokutovos and there through and therefore and and therefore through not letting yourself fall and bringing vitality to yourself through finding and searching and sifting in yourself the, a good point. And you clarify your deeper nature from your, from your lower self. Right? And through this you come to making music. And then a person is able to sing and come and give thanks to Hashem because this is known when a person falls in their mind because of their physicality and the different actions they said Ay, how much did I mess up and right, I did this Avera and I did that Avera and I'm struggling with this and I'll never be free from this mida. I'll never be free from that mida, And this problem and this worry and that anxiety and this relationship. person starts looking and you fully say, Oh, there's no way out. How am I going to find a way out? Is it ever going to be better? You see you're so far from true Kedusha. You say, after all these years, I'm still the same Shaya. I'm still the same shkuts that I was azai palo kla most people they can't even daven they can't even open up their mouths to daven the Eno yakul if talk pif because of all the depression and the sadness and the worry that Kveda love and the heaviness that falls upon them, the anxiety. Right? You see we, see, we all know in our hearts how far we are from Hashem. But when you find light amongst the darkness, when you bring yourself to true life and vitality through this advice that we're giving, That's the connection to Torah Zion. Good advice, right? Now, you know yourself. You have... Uh, bad deeds and a way to go and you know how far you are from Hashem nevertheless you still can search and find and sift and clarify the good points, your point of resilience and your deeper nature and when you do this then you're able to make yourself Happy. Because it's certainly fitting to make yourself, to increase your happiness with a lot, a lot, with every nikuda tova, makudushrao, from every good point that you have, that you're a yid. that you extrapolate from yourself. And therefore, when you make yourself happy through this, Aydayze, who then you're able to make yourself happy in Daven. I just want to move one little bit, a few sentences longer. And this is what it says in the Pasuk. I will sing to Hashem with my Odi. What's Odi? What does Odi mean? with my Odi? I'm going to sing with my Odi? But Odi daika, specifically with my moreness. The hainu, al yideh b'chinas ha'od sheli, my little bit that I have. Shani moze ba'atz, mu'chinas od ma'at ve'en rasha, al yideh osu hanukuda, ayide z'e ucha lezam lehoi desh la'shem kenal. Right? This one means, I'll sing to Hashem with my Odi. What does my Odi mean? My little bit of good that I still have. My od ma'at I'm going to, Collect my Nakuda Tovas, I'm gonna to find my od zamra la okay, but odi, I will sing to Hashem with my odmi the little bit of good that I have. Right? V'zehu. and this is what it says, Azamra Daika. Specifically, I will sing. mirus shenasa nakudas tovas canal. I'm gonna sing the songs of the music of my life, the composition of my life, through the good points that I'm clarifying amongst the bad. This is incredible. Right? Is this incredible? Have you ever heard anything like this? This is amazing. Right in time for Purim, right? Uh, one one not Hosafah, that, not that this needs any, not that this needs any Hosafah. Any uh, one thing is, as we're talking about, uh, as it's more psychological relevance over here that, when we find, a person finds their deeper nature, right? It doesn't mean that you're gonna be, yippee, happy, I'm happy all the time, woo! Does it doesn't, you know, na 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 nah, Doesn't mean that, right? It means that there's an inner sense of contentment, a deeper sense of... It could mean happy also, you know, but, but what, what it means by Sameach, simply means a, a deeper level of satisfaction, a deeper inner contentment that a person has from finding their good, from knowing that you still have good left in you despite all the times you messed up. That there's a deeper emotional contentment, a deeper satisfaction that a person has. That's what it means by happy right a deeper satisfaction that you could be okay with not being okay yeah i'm uh, yeah i'm stressed out yeah i have anxiety but i could be okay with that why because i have a good too right it's not my essential self it's not part of me it's not my deeper nature you could just clarify it right so when a person starts saying they're seeing their deeper nature their deeper essence so then you could be okay with not being okay yeah you're stressed but you could be okay with that yeah you're depressed but you could now be okay with that Right? You start seeing how you're built to handle all feelings from the best feeling to the worst feeling. Why? Because they all take, the, all that occurs on the backdrop of yourself, of your goodness, of your Nakuta Tova. And one by one, you collect your Nakuta Tovas, you find the good within yourself, you take your mitzvahs out of the garbage, right? And now you could sing to Hashem. You're going to sing Tashem despite all your failbacks, in the face, you're going to laugh at it. You're going to sing with my little bit of good, the little bit of strength I have, I'm still going to sing to Hashem. Right? I'm going to muster up that good in the face of everything, in the face of adversity, in the face of conflict, in the face of whatever people's lives bring them. I'm going to muster up that strength and I'm going to find that I'm going to sing to Hashem with my little bit of goodness. And it's specifically singing because singing is the same thing as finding the good in yourself. This is an amazing... Uh, another Hosafah, another hosafa is that I was once speaking to a very uh, important person uh, named Rev. Gedalia Fleer. He actually wrote a book. He was one of the first American... He's alive. Uh, he, he's not feeling well as far as I understand. He was in Eretz Yisrael. He's a refuel shalema. And he was one of the first uh, uh, Hasidim, American Breslover Hasidim, to travel to Uman. He wrote a book about it called Against All Odds and to travel to Uman under communist rule, okay? And he has all these crazy, it's a stories within stories. He, he uh, chronologicaled his trip. He wrote it down. And uh, uh, this is a bunch of years ago already. And I was speaking to him one night in Uman. Uh, it was Leo Rosh Hashanah. And I went to see him to speak with him. He's a regular American guy. And uh, uh, somehow the conversation came to Nekudas Tovas, Finding the Good. And he said one thing that keeps striking me. He said an amazing thing. I brought the kids there. Eliezer was there and Nachi was there. They asked him questions. And a, uh, so what did he say? He said, the, if you look at a dot, it's infinite. A dot, a nakuda. It's infinite. It's ar it ain't sof. You could cut it in infinite lines. It can never get small. It's just, there's infinite ways you could slice a dot. And he was saying that when it comes to nakuda, it's infinite. There's infinite good that we could find with ourselves. There's infinite potential. There's infinite capabilities. There's infinite resilience. There's infinite good points that we have. You know? And I think that's an incredible thing. It's something that I, that I uh, think about a lot. Another point over here is that they, uh Nassim said, uh, I would read this inside, but just, just for time's sake, because I want to get to the Purim and Parsha connection, that Rav Nussin said, he said, you think finding the kudas tovis is easy? So you see, it's like a double-edged message. He's speaking, Rav is speaking to the lowest common guy. He's speaking to the lowest common denominator. You're good. You're, be happy with what you have. It's okay. You still have good. You messed up. Okay, but you still have good, right? But at the same time, Rav Nassim says, Rav said uh, to one of his students, he said, you think finding the kudas tovis is easy? If we were able to do that, we, were able, we would already be able to bring the geulah and bring the whole world to tshuva, right? That's what he says. By finding the good, you bring someone to tshuva. He says, you think it's an easy thing always to find your good points? If we were able to do that, we'd be able to bring the geulah already. Because we look at the good in everyone, we bring the entire world to tshuva, right? So on one hand, you see Rabbi Nachman speaking to the lowest common denominator as, as he does in many, many places, the first Time where we're really encountering it. We're saying, even if you're a Russia, it's okay. Be happy with what you have. You have good. Focus on your good. But on the other hand, with this story, you see that he was speaking to the the highest common denominator of saying, you think it's easy to find the Kudus Tovas? Always not so simple, right? It's not so simple. And you see that throughout Kisvei Breslov. On one hand, he's speaking to uh, the lowest person, even the lowest Jew, right? They say uh, They say a. Uh, Shlomo Karbach story that uh, one time he was in Russia and he walked into a bar or maybe he was in Germany he walked into a bar and he saw some guy there and they, uh, the, uh, the guy recognized Ruf Shlomo as a rabbi and he says, you're a rabbi? So Ruf Shlomo said, do bist a yid? He said, are you a Jew? So he says, yes, I'm a Jew. You know the story? He says, yes, I'm a Jew. So a, uh, the guy says, what the guy says back to Ruf Shlomo Karbach, he says, he goes, but Rabbi, I want to tell you something. I'm the worst Jew you ever met in your life. You never met a Jew like me. I don't do anything. I am the absolute worst Jew you ever met. So years later, Rav Shlomo, he would tell the story over. He said, I travel all around the world. I met all sorts of Jews. One time, I even met the worst Jew. You know? Like, but he's still a Jew. You know? The fact that he was able to find the good, he was able to see the good uh, in that. And uh, to go to the Parsha connection, it's Parsha Truma. This was an easy one, easy connection over here. It says, uh, So uh, speak to the children of Israel and let them take for me a portion. From every man whose heart motivates him, you shall take my portion. Right? So Rashi says, Truma You should take for me Truma, Perish Rashi, Hafrasha nidava. You should separate for me, separate for me a little bit of your money as a donation. Yidvenulibo lashon nidava, It's a donation. lashon ratzon tov, and that is, it's a lashon of ratzon tov of good desire, right? A person gives a donation, you just give it. Right, Rotson Tov means a good desire. You have a good desire. So what's he saying? He's saying, separate for me a little bit of your good desire. Right, the yikli truma. Right, kol isha Every person they need to take a little bit of their good desire, a little bit of their nikkudas tovas, Right, just truma, a little bit of afrasha, just a little bit. Doesn't have to be the whole thing. Right, it can be everything. Find a little bit of good and give that to me, a nadava, a, a, a rotzontov. Find your Rotzon Tov, right? So a person's messing up and they're saying, a, uh, Oh, I can't believe I'm messing up. Look what you're upset about. You're upset that you're messing up. Nikuta tova, Rotzon Tov, right? A person feels like they're failing. Oh, I wish I wasn't failing. Oh, my life is terrible. Look what you're upset about, right? You're upset that you, you're not close to Hashem and you want to be close to Hashem. Nikuta tova, good point. Flip it, right? A, uh, and how does this tie to Purim? So obviously, there are a lot of connections here to Purim, but one of the connections is, is that Purim comes from the word pirurim, crumbs, right? That that's pretty crummy, huh? Not joking, right? A uh, Purim comes from Russian crumbs. Crumbs is the smallest, common. It's the smallest part of something. It's crumbs, right? It's, it's crumbs. It doesn't need. I don't need to explain that. It's just. It's the smallest amount of anything, right? So. So how does that, what does that have to do with Purim? What does the Purim have to do with Purim and Kudas Tovas? Because when, when you look at the world, we were saying this before, when you look at the world with uh, superficial eyes, right, in the times of the Megillus Esther, so we know in hindsight what was really going on. Hashem behind the scenes, yada, 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 right, and all the Mephoshim go through and explain the Megillah incredibly how every part was needed for the next part and how the Geula was really set even right when, uh, right when, right when he killed Vashti, he already set the guul in motion because then he had to get Esther, right? Then Esther was taken. Imagine that she was a, a prophetess, or I think she was one of the seven nevias, I think, right? And she was taken, and then Mordechai one day happened to be in front of the and the of the uh, king's palace. Ahasuerus' palace. Why? Because he went every day to check on Esther and he happened to be there. He overhears Big Son and Sarah speaking how they're going to kill the king, the attempted assassination. He goes ahead and he tells them and then the things get written down, right? So you see, the stage was set for the Geulah. But if you were living through it, right, if you were living through it, you'd say, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Hashem's name is not mentioned once outright in the there's different permutations but outright explicitly it's not mentioned once in the Megillah why because when you look at superficial eyes it looks it is what it is right that's that's what's going on but when you look at the eyes with the eyes when you look at the Megillah with the eyes of Mordechai and Esther right when you look at them with the eyes of Tzadikim you see Hashem was there the entire time right so you look at this superficial thing you're able to see deeper to the deeper order and the deeper natures that's there. Just like we were saying before, the person looks at a Russia, or you look at themselves and you say, "Great, I'm a Russia," right? So when you look, not with the eyes of Mordechai Hatzadik and Esther, right? So you say, "Yeah, the guys are Russia." Th- that's what it is. But when you look beyond that, when you look to the Kudatovu, when you look to the Pirurim, when you look to the to the crumbs of it all, so to speak, right? So then you're able to see that really Hashem was there the entire time you're able to, when you look with Nekud Tova eyes, right, so then you see that Hashem was really there the entire times, the entire time. And that's what it means, Megillus Esther. Megillus Esther means, right, to be Megala the Hester, to reveal what's already there. Right? Esther, of HaTorah is the Hester, right? Anochi hasta hasta I'm going to hide my face from you. But we know, even within that, Hashem is there. Right? Even amongst our psoles, even amongst our alternative motives and our messed up uh, at times lifestyles, right? So even amongst that, there's still good. You have to be Magala the Hester. What's the Hester? Nakuda Tova. That modokam of good, that deeper nature, that point of resilience that always there. And this is also, if I could say this is why we one of the reasons why we dress up on Purim. Why? Because you have to look beyond that person, the superficialities, to see the deeper thing that's going on, which is exactly the point of the whole Megillah, to look beyond the super events to see the deeper order and the deeper nature that was really taking place. And they, uh, yeah, that's a, uh, you have to see to the deeper thing that, you know, that's why the, I once saw in the Kamarna parish on the a uh, Megillah. That it says, a, oh, uh, Pinshmaforsh fortune bring this also, the Achash V'rosh is puts on the puzzle, like, Ani Rishon Ve'ni Achron, right? I am Hashem, that uh, I'm the first, I am the last, right? This Achash Ve'rosh, Achron and Rosh, In the beginning and then. Hashem was there the entire time, right? So, to when we look at ourselves, a person feels so far from God, so disconnected, so distant from really what they want to be doing in life, from their true purpose. Right, but when then you look at your nikkudas tovus, you see Hashem was with you. You never left God to begin with, right? You reconnect to something that's already inside of you. It's not obtaining something outside of you. It's not searching for something beyond yourself, but it's connecting to something that you already have. Seeing, wait a minute, Hashem was here the entire time. What greater feeling is that? Knowing that you're with Hashem, just like in the story of the Megillah, that they're megala hestan. They say, well, Hashem was really here the entire time. Hashem never left us. Oh. Now we're going to make a Chag. Now we'll drink, right? Now we'll make a Chag because we see it looked like a crisis. It looked like a disaster, but God was there. And that's why we're being the God of the Hester because we're looking beyond to the Pirurim, to that little bit to see, oh yeah, God was there. Yep, he was there. Got it, right? And when you see the deeper order and the deeper nature uh, of creation, that's the same as sifting and finding and looking and searching for all the good that we have within our Selves. With that, we'll end. I'll just tell you a quick part from the Bob I
1: think maybe I heard it from Ellie Weisfeld, perhaps, from Robert Jacobson. He said that Ada is an acronym for End of our Rock. But that's what it means. That, that there's no such thing as everything, things look bad, they look like they feel bad, everything, you know, sometimes. But 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 really, true down, there's no such thing as Hashem is not capable of doing anything bad. Yeah. It says, Mishenichnas Adar, when you take into yourself this idea of endo Harad, then naturally, it's marvellous.
0: Mar- of course. Of course. That's v'nahapachu. V'n- right? You take the worst thing in your life that looks bad, and your v'nahapachu flip, flips it to good. Right? That's Adalo Yada. Right? Well, you think, you don't really know. You're with Hashem anyways. You think you're messed up? You're not messed up, right? You think you're just—you disp- think you don't have good in you? You really do have good in you. Right? That's—you're not supposed to live between ra and tov. Aru Mordechai, right? Aru Hama and Baruch Mordechai, right? It's all this union of sifting and clarifying until all becomes one. It all becomes kula lokus, kula Hashem, as we we uh, sift out and find our nukudas tovos.